0: I've never won an Academy Award. <laughs> can't act worth a damn. Can't sing, can't dance, can't do much of anything. Gotta
1: give us what we want. Gotta give us what we need. Hey! Our freedom of speech, freedom of death. We got to fight the power. Fight the power.
2: Joe Biden is a fake president. The elections of 2020 were rigged and stolen. Donald John Trump is the best president of my lifetime, bar none. And Jeffrey Epstein was a pedophile procuring young women for powerful people in government, science, the arts, and of course, politicians. Jeffrey Epson didn't kill himself. And where the hell is the client list?
3: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust? Or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system.
0: We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, What will I become?
4: Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2.
2: Play it now with Game Pass. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. I bet you get 30, 30, I bet you get 30, I bet you get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20 bet you get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
5: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
2: Welcome to BCP Unfiltered. I am James and Liberated. From the shackles of YouTube. Yes, it is a huge financial hit, but I am not a slave and it gr- it feels great to be completely unshackled. Now folks, I got thrown off, thrown out of YouTube, but man, apparently if you talk about the wrong people, you get ousted no matter what your position in life is. Look at Donald Trump, multi-billionaire ousted for pissing off the wrong people behind the scenes. How about this? NLPC chairman Peter Flaherty was arrested during a Berkshire Hathaway shareholder proposal presentation. Why? Let me tell you who he is first. Peter Flaherty is the chairman of the National Legal and Policy Center And he was at the shareholder meeting. He was the primary proponent of a Berkshire Hathaway shareholder proposal that seeks to separate the responsibilities of the chairman and CEO, which of course is Warren Buffett. So that the company can go on and not always be tied to the political and the social doings, going-ons, and connections of Warren Buffett. Let me play you what he said, play you his arrest, and then play you what he had to say to Mark Levin after all was said and done.
1: I am Peter Flaherty, Chairman of the National Legal and Policy Center. If we had an independent chair, the company would be less identified with Mr. Buffett's political activities. He's donated tens of billions to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. As Bill Gates explained when the company was still together, although the company bears our names, basically half our resources have come from Warren Buffett. If woke culture is the disease, then philanthropy is the virus. The Gates Foundation bankrolls the teaching of critical race theory around the country, including that math Is inherently racist. The Gates Foundation offers a gender identity toolbox which asserts that gender is a result of socially and culturally constructed ideas. This is a lie. Gender is not a cultural construct. It is a genetic and biological fact.
2: All right, Mr. Flaherty, uh, one no favors there. Once again, he wants There to be an independent chair that's not Warren Buffett because of Warren Buffett's personal activities with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and their funding of woke culture, in which he says philanthropy is the virus and woke culture is the disease. And he goes to talk about, obviously, how wrong the Gates Foundation is in pushing woke ideology like math is is racist that gender is a social construct. And when he said that it is genetic and a biological fact, well, someone tried to uh, have, uh, he had his mic cut, and they tried to push back on it. Now, he, and this next portion you will see in here, he says, wait a minute, I've got three minutes, and you're not going to cut me off. And he actually turns to Warren Buffett to see if Warren Buffett, who is the chair, will allow him to continue speaking. And Warren Buffett does. You're not going to censor
1: uh, what I say, ma'am. I'm very sorry. And I'll appeal to the chair that I'd be allowed to continue. Sir?
0: Uh, You may
2: continue, but you're under a three-minute limitation. Of course. So Warren Buffett lets Mr. Flaherty continue reminding him that he's under the three-minute limit. And he says, of course, I'm going to adhere to that. But then it went off the rails right after Mr. Flaherty. I mean, this is immediately after that. This is the next thing that Mr. Flaherty says, and apparently, even though he's within his three minutes, he's gone too far.
1: We know how much Bill Gates cares about children. <laughs> he met and traveled with Jeffrey Epstein many <laughs> times <laughs> after Epstein's sex crimes. The Gates Foundation
2: had a huge influence over the COVID response and asked action. You can tell how much these people love powerful pedophiles. The talking about critical race theory, they didn't like that. Talking about the gender toolbox, they didn't like that. But once he talks about Jeffrey Epstein, they are actively booing him. And he didn't just get booed, folks. Peter Flaherty, the chairman of the National League and Policy Center, had his microphone cut. Was arrested and escorted out of the Berkshire Hathaway annual meeting in Omaha, Nebraska, for bringing up the fact that money goes to the Bill and Gates Foundation from Warren Buffett, and the Bill and uh, and that uh, Bill Gates was buddy buddy, loves children as often was with pedophile procurer, pedophile himself, and also procurer to the rich and powerful Jeffrey Epstein. He was removed uh, at the shareholders meeting and was charged with criminal trespass after making these statements. And the people were cheering his arrest.
1: The Gates Foundation may be the largest single donor to the dark money machine known as Arabella Society. We don't. It funds like the like defunding the police for making American cities unlivable.
2: And for those of you listening, what that was, was that was Mr. Uh, Flaherty being escorted out and then In the background was Warren Buffett explaining that, yes, I gave that money. It was to me personally. And then he goes on and on. But people were actually cheering uh, as Mr. Flaherty was arrested. And arrested he was, folks. Uh, Here is his his mugshots. Omaha Police Department mugshot profile. And and as you can see, uh, the man is absolutely uh, savage. He is uh, smiling. He's all smiles there. But think about this, folks. Think about this: Omaha, Nebraska. A man arrested, a man who was invited and was at the shareholder meeting, allowed to speak, and was arrested and 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 escorted out by police in Omaha, Nebraska, for speaking out something that wasn't popular, for speaking out against the rich and the elite. And their coziness, their coziness with a known pedophile. In America, in the heart of America, not even like New York City or Los Angeles. These are perilous times, folks. Perilous times indeed. Now, let me uh, also show this to you. (laughs) It turns out, folks that uh, someone caught that Bill Gates was there 30 minutes prior to this. So can't talk bad about Bill Gates or Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Bill Gates is still alive. And you can't talk about that. Now, what's interesting and what I want to show you here is that Mark Levin interviewed Peter Flaherty. uh, And this is what...
1: that's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder.
5: Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
4: With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on Logistics Insights at maersk.com slash insights.
1: Uh, to COVID, which, you know, he was repeatedly wrong. And, um, but I really touched the third rail on a mention of Jeffrey Epstein. I talked about Gates. Uh, I said uh, rhetorically that we know how much he cares about children and that he uh, uh, traveled and met with Jeffrey Epstein, many times, even after Epstein had been convicted of sex crimes. And apparently that was too much for Buffett. And at, at that point, my mic was cut and uh, I was carted <laughs> off to jail. Tell me what they did to you in terms of uh, arresting you in the car and then taking you to jail. Well, I wish to make clear that the Omaha police were courteous and professional the whole time. I have absolutely no problem with them. Uh, but I was led from the arena Uh, I was uh, transported downtown by two more cops, I was uh, searched, I was handcuffed, Uh, I was charged. I spent about three hours there, I finally bailed myself out, and, um, um, and I was a free man again.
2: Now, there's another clip to this interview, but I want to stop here and comment. He was a free man again when he should have never not been free. Arrested simply for talking about Jeffrey Epstein, which he said was the third rail. He could talk about everything else, but he couldn't talk about Jeffrey Epstein. And I appreciate that he said that the Omaha police were courteous, that they were doing the right thing. And and we're all about the thin blue line and we're all about supporting our law enforcement. When law enforcement doesn't become the enforcement arm of tyranny. I'm sorry, folks, if I were a police officer and I never would be, I would arrest a man who was on the agenda because he he, he mentioned Jeffrey Epstein's name and connection. That is not something you arrest someone uh, over. That is, that is, I'm sorry, police officers acting as the enforcement arm of tyranny. And don't tell me he's just doing his job. So were the Nazi soldiers.
1: What were you charged with? I was charged with criminal, yeah, criminal trespass, which is a, a curious charge. Uh, I was on the agenda. Now, it is true that, that, Buff, that uh, Berkshire Hathaway had control of the arena and had their security there, but they are a public company with public shareholders who have rights. It's um, not, They don't have total control over the meeting. It's subject mm-hmm. to the laws of Delaware, the corporate laws in Delaware, where Berkshire Hathaway is incorporated. It's also subject to regulation by the Securities and Exchange Commission. Mark, I've been a shareholder activist for 19 years. I've never had my mic turned off, and uh, much less uh, being arrested, and I've never heard of any other shareholder ever uh, activist ever having that happen, happen to them. This is uh, unprecedented. Do you think your group, the National Legal and Policy Center, will sue um, Buffett for what he did? Well, I would maintain that I was falsely
2: arrested. Exactly. Perhaps it was a malicious prosecution. Um, Those questions are being reviewed. Indeed, Mr. Flaherty was wrongly arrested, imprisoned, and what have you. And all because he talked about the love of children. Not the love of children that you and I have, but the love of children that Epstein has, Gates has, uh, Mr. Oliphantus has. We know how much Bill Gates cares
1: about children. He met and traveled with Jeffrey Epstein
2: many oh, times after oh, Epstein's oh, yeah. Once again, what gets me are the people that are offended for jeffrey epstein sickness now who else did jeffrey epstein travel a lot with bill clinton or i should say bill clinton traveled with jeffrey epstein on lolita express we have pictures of him with the underage prostitutes also known as child sex trafficking victims and i'm not saying that guilt, uh, children are guilty by association because of what their parents do. But Red Voice Media definitely has a point here when they say that Chelsea Clinton is coming for your children.
6: I do think though, you know, when you ask about the role of public-private partnerships kind of uh, after the last few years, I think we spend so much time, understandably, uh, focused on the mRNA vaccines and technologies. I spend a lot of time thinking about um, the really, uh, unfortunate to try to use a not uh, too judgmental word Um, kind of rise in not only kind of vaccine hesitancy and questioning but outright kind of um, rejection of vaccines and of kind of science and the scientific kind of process and also too often on our scientists our epidemiologists our frontline healthcare workers and so I do think um, we need to have a much more robust conversation um, and sense of urgency because I think we are less prepared today than we were arguably um, in January of 2020, partly because of the kind of um, lack of, of trust and confidence in, uh, in not only our scientists, um, but in, in science itself um, and certainly in the public health professionals.
2: Chelsea Clinton laments the trust, the breaking down of the trust in health and health professionals and that we're worse prepared than we were in January of 2020 when the pandemic broke out. In other words, she's saying that they've lost control of the narrative in scaring us into taking poison bioweapons masquerading as vaccines. And that, yes, we do not trust scientists and woke providers of healthcare that want to jab us because big government and big pharma pays them or tells them to do so. She laments that we are free thinkers. And why did Red Voice America say that Chelsea Clinton is coming for your children? It's because of what she says next in this next part.
6: And so I think we need kind of the public sector to hopefully stop doing things like stripping away public health emergency powers from state public health agencies.
2: Wow. We need government to stop limiting government's powers to implement tyranny in the name of public health emergencies.
6: And so I think we need kind of the public sector to hopefully stop doing things like stripping away public health emergency powers from state public health agencies.
2: Spoken like the daughter of a wannabe tyrant. Boy, do we dodge a bullet with Hillary Clinton. Though I wonder if things would have been worse under Hillary Clinton than fake President Joe Biden. Unless we can see multi verses, multi, multi, multi verses meaning multiple and divergent universes, we'll never really have the answer to that. Folks, not only is she saying this, but she's also saying that the private sector must do an even better job of shilling for big pharma as if we weren't already inundated and propagandized against false narratives about the, not just the vaccine, but the pandemic itself, COVID-19 itself, about the efficacy and safety of said vaccines. As if all of that didn't already happen, she's still... And, and and folks I'm I'm showing Chelsea Clinton because she is the voice of the elitist and how they think you need to know how the enemy is thinking they think that we are just guinea pigs and nothing we're like dross we're we are we are ants to them and they want us to be beholden to them even our bodies
6: we also need the private sector to help candidly like do a better job of helping explain kind of the science um, that you are already commercializing and bringing to market, but also what you're working on and and help us kind of in the broader conversation um, not be uncomfortable with the discomfort of uncertainty. Um, And so I do think we need really good ideas for how best to do that, um, because we all deserve to hopefully not be as unprepared as I worry we are um, at the moment.
2: In other words, folks, we are the enemy because we are awakened and they are losing their grip and their power of propaganda and fear-mongering to get us to take poison bioweapons. And just in case you are of the opinion that realizing that the Clintons and all of these nefarious dark forces in America are really part of a globalist plot, a globalist cabal, I should better say, that doesn't have your, our best interests and the, and the best interests of our children at heart, here's Chelsea Clinton shilling for the World Health Organization.
6: And the last thing I'll say is a, a new effort that we're a part of uh, is the new initiative launched by the World Health Organization last week to try to catch kids up on their routine immunizations. In 2021 alone, more than 25 million kids under the age of one missed at least one routine immunization. And so we're working with WHO and the Gates Foundation and others uh, to hopefully have the largest uh, kind of childhood immunization effort ever.
2: Have the largest vaccine rollout of children ever. Now, that wouldn't sound nefarious, except for the part that, or maybe the red flag is a part where she mentioned the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. And we know what kind of evil that they have been involved in.
6: And so we're working with WHO and the Gates Foundation and others. uh...
2: Now, if this were the end of the episode, we would have been bringing this full circle starting with our first story to this story here. But we've got more. We've got more news for you. So let's get into it. Speaking of COVID, vaccines, and what have you. Not sure if you're aware, aware of this, but the uh, there was a recall by the FDA of SD Biosensor Inc.'s COVID-19 at-home tests in the United States due to microbial contamination in the liquid buffer solution. How many more recalls are we going to see having to do with COVID and the vaccine? Remains to be seen. Probably not many, folks. I think we're going to see more, but not as many as we should see because, once again, Big Pharma is protected. And I don't know. Who makes the SD biosensor inks? Are they, are they a subsidiary of a larger corporation? Maybe they're not, and that's why they're getting uh, this kind of treatment. I'll have to look into that and get back to you. Okay, let's talk about what's happening on our southern border. I caught, just like you, Juniorette's report um, and she talked about uh, illegal immigration and what have you, what's going on uh, at the border. Uh, By the way, folks, I did post on Locals and Patreon a notice that Juniorette did her first live premiere. It was a video that, um, that she had produced and was uploaded and then um, scheduled so that it could premiere live, and she could be interacting in the chat uh, with everyone, and that was uh, pretty cool. I was uh, lurking there as well, since I'm, uh, <laughs> since it was YouTube, I you know just had like a, a dummy account uh, that I was there and just kind of interacting. Uh, it was awesome to see all the love and support that many of you are giving to Juniorat. Now she's still allowed to be on YouTube. Um, She doesn't talk about the things I talk about. She pretty much talks about straight stuff that you would see like on Politico and Fox News and that kind of stuff. Most of the things are not going to get anyone in trouble on YouTube. Uh, Unless, of course, you're James, the black conservative patriot, yours truly. So please make sure that you support her YouTube channel, folks. Um, That's greatly appreciated. Now, uh, over on Fox LA, they do a great job covering the border, covering illegal immigration or what have you, we have uh, Bill over there uh, showing us this. Remarkable video from our Fox drone team showing... Let me uh, make this bigger for you folks. New remarkable video from our Fox drone team showing an enormous line of hundreds of migrants who crossed illegally into Brownsville, Texas this evening. A large majority of them are single adults. They continue to see a massive surge of illegal crossings ahead of Title 42 going away or the Title 42 drop. Now if you look at this video, let me like to pause here. Uh, that is uh, definitely what you see, right? You see tons and tons and tons of, I don't know, male, male, uh, military age male. Let's call them military age male. Let's call them MAMS. One MAM, two MAM, three MAM, four MAM, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. This is an invasion. We just have this. Uh, person here who appears to be a woman. But hell, she's probably a trans man.
1: This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX is clipped.
2: Now streaming only on Hulu. Crazy. Look at this. These are military age men, ma'ams, all across. This is an invasion. Any other time in history, we would be calling this what it is an invasion into a sovereign nation. Now, let me point out to you that this was on the evening of the 7th. I'm recording this on the morning of the 9th. Yesterday, again, Bill at Fox LA, nonstop flow of illegal aliens crossing here in Brownville, working on scripts on my car and look at the window and see another large group gathering for processing after crossing over. Border patrol buses have been coming and going constantly. It's been a very busy week. Why the hell are we processing them? Why aren't we stopping them from coming into our country illegally? This is an invasion. This is an invasionary force. Man, man, man. Military age man. Man, 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 man. We don't know who they are, what they're doing, why they're here, they're not vetted, they're not vaccinated. Of, of course, that is was a big concern for us Americans. The, the, the country cared, uh, the government cared about our, our vaccination status. These people come in. Oh, but of course the emergency, the health emergency is over as it should be. And these men are coming in. It's an invasion. So he tweets this out yesterday, late morning, and then he goes, and before I even finish sending that tweet, another group is just now arriving, literally nonstop. And then later, Bill, again, still nonstop as he's writing his scripts in his car, heading out for the day. Still more large groups showing up after crossing illegally. The flow hasn't stopped all day. Back at it in the morning. That was yesterday. My problem is this. Why are they processing after crossing over? What that means, folks, of course, is that these people are coming over. And then they're processing them and then giving them saying money and, and whatever or take go where you're gonna go, make sure that you report back to here or you wherever you go to the of course not gonna do that, folks. But of course, this is all by design to destroy our country, to destroy our sovereignty, to make us all poor and destroy the middle class, abort babies, and give us literally, folks, a slave class to replace the working class class and the working poor and it's not just you and I who are frustrated either
4: well there wasn't a crisis until now right I think that that, that forty two too is causing a crisis because it's it's sending the wrong message saying, think, letting people think that the border is open and everybody can come and because of that we're we're starting to see a crisis but you know, it's not something before you know, there was
2: for- there is a crisis. And the crisis is just getting worse. And yes, we are telling people that they can just come in. And that's exactly what they're doing. Nonstop flow of people just coming in, coming in, group after group, just to get processed. Military age men, hide your kids, hide your wife, hide your life, hide your life savings, hide your job. Absolute insanity. All by design, folks. All by design. That is why, like I said, Juniorette covered this. Abbott has activated the Texas Tactical Border Force. And he added 545 more National Guardsmen to be on the border to repel illegal invaders before Title 42 expires. Texas National Guard deploying to border hotspots to intercept turn back migrants. Which if you think about it, really, folks, it is us at war with ourselves because it is is the state of Texas at war with the fake false regime and administration of Joe Biden and Mayorkas who are inviting these people in and processing them. It is a very precarious situation we are in. Texas Governor Greg Abbott yesterday announced a new Texas tactical border force ahead of the expiration of the Title 42 public health order, which helped block migrants from entering the U.S. In response to Joe Biden's reckless border policies, the Texas National Guard is loading Black Hawk helicopters and C-130s to deploy specially trained National Guard members to hotspots along the border to intercept, to repel, and to turn back migrants who are trying to enter Texas illegally. This is what Abbott uh, said at a press conference that he had at, from the Austin International Airport, where he also uh, was greeting and being uh, shaking the hands of the National Guardsmen and women. In a statement, the Texas National Guard said it activated 545 more service members allocations around the state Monday to reinforce the border mission in anticipation of the end of Title 42 immigration restrictions. These additional forces will bolster the thousands of Texas National Guard service members already assisting local and state law enforcement agencies to secure the border, stop the smuggling of drugs, weapons, and people into Texas, and prevent, detect, and interdict transnational criminal behavior between the ports of entry. The Texas National Guard said in a statement on Monday, we have expanded our capabilities to include boat teams that patrol hundreds of river miles, drones and helicopters that detect illicit activity from the air and brush teams, security points and roving patrols that block and interdict inter- illegal s- smuggling drugs, weapons, and people into Texas. Wow. Am I saying that word wrong? Interdict, interdict. I'm college educated with a Degree in economics, and I think I have a robust vocabulary. But I don't know every word, and I'm not infallible. Amazing, folks. Amazing what's going on here. Now, one state that's not having anything done on its border is Arizona because they don't have their legitimate governor, Cary Lake, there. But we've got some good news coming from the Cary Lake camp, Yesterday afternoon, we got a tweet from CanCon, who does a great job here uh, on the internet. I believe he's on Rumble and Locals. Carrie Lake attorney Kurt Olson claims they have new evidence regarding the 2022 midterm election in Arizona. The case is scheduled to be heard May 17th at 9 a.m. in Maricopa County.
0: There were extraordinary findings of misconduct that are directly related to the court's findings in its December 24th, 22 order dismissing that claim. The issues are of such an extensive nature. They show that Maricopa officials conducted secret testing on the tabulators on October 14th, 17th, and 18th That's after the logic and accuracy test was certified that those two hundred and sixty of those four hundred and forty six tabulators failed that secret testing and that those tabulators were then used in the election.
2: Wow, folks, you heard that correctly. The and, and I covered this at length on the BCP unfiltered show over the years. Showing the audits, showing the reports of the audits, showing everything from the different professionals and forensic scientists and what have you that showed us the monkey around that was going on in Arizona and other states as well. So just as Dominion settles with Fox over a defamation lawsuit, we have, a loss, we, we have uh, new evidence that's going to be heard May 17th next week at 9 a.m. in Maricopa County. Supposedly, it's a conspiracy theory, but after the testing was done, they did more testing and it failed. Of course, it didn't fail. It did what it was supposed to do. Suppress so the vote of Republican votes for Carrie Lake. You see Carrie Lake smiling there. I think she feels very optimistic about what's going to be presented. I share her optimism of what's being presented. I just am a little bit more of a realist that anything is going to happen. But I hope and pray that I am dead wrong. We shall see. Okay, let me break this up a little bit, folks. Biden's re-election campaign is off to a good start. This is, of course, sarcasm. Shortly after announcing a 2024 run for the White House, Joe Biden admitted that he can't do much of anything. That was the opening clip I played uh, uh, in this episode. Now, yesterday evening, he hosted a screening of American Born Chinese, a movie in celebration of AANHPI Heritage Month. Didn't even know, I think until last year, that there was an Asian American uh, Pacific Islander. What's the NH for? Asian American. Wow, I don't know what the NH is for. I thought it was AAPI. Uh, Asian American Pacific Islander. Always trying to divide us. Always trying to divide us. I know some people will say, that's funny coming uh, from you bcp with your show uh, entitled black conservative patriot i did that back in the day folks as marketing because black sort of hippie wasn't very good the black part being there weren't a lot actually i don't think there were any black conservatives that were out there as black conservatives on youtube and instagram before me i am the og the real deal and I won't say that to, to brag. I'm just saying that's why I have the name Black Sort of Patriot. If I came out today, I'd be like Officer Tatum or uh, ABL, Anthony uh, Brian Logan. And guess what? I probably would still be on YouTube. Or maybe not. Maybe not. But the name Black Sort of Patriot is an affront to the false narratives about blacks and conservatism. Anyway, we need a little bit of comic relief Biden completely malfunctions during remarks at his screenings of American-born Chinese. Check this out. Even though, I I, look, this is a criticism of Biden, but I'll admit, yeah, I'll admit right now, folks, watch this clip of Biden, but what he says at the end is actually pretty funny. Yes, I'm going to admit what Biden actually says at the end is probably something akin to what I would have said if I were witty enough to say it at the moment. Now, of course, I don't know if there was wittiness by, on the part of Joe Biden or his speechwriters or what have you, but uh, well, just watch.
0: I've never won an Academy Award. <laughs> can't act worth a damn. <laughs> can't sing, can't dance, can't do much of anything. I honored a group of trailblazing artists with national medals of arts and humanities. The group included groundbreaking Asian Americans like Vera Wang and 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 Joan Shanga Shinga Kowawa. I think I pronounced it correctly. She can call me Joe Biden.
2: Now, if you're listening to this and not watching it. Joe Biden literally pauses there and just closes his eyes and just kind of zones out for a second. I mean, it could be one of those memory things where he's trying to, to remember something, but it doesn't make much sense because he's supposed to be reading a teleprompter. He had a malfunction. But hey, I, I got to admit, folks, you will never hear me say anything really nice about Joe Biden. The guy is a pervert, a pedophile, a total puppet. Uh, A treasonous trader's rat bastard who deserves a trader's reward for the sellout of America. We're going to get a lot more information on that tomorrow, Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time from the House Oversight. I will be having, uh, I anticipate some extensive coverage on that tomorrow on this show. You don't often hear me say positive things about Joe Biden. But after butchering their names, when he said you can call me Joe Biden... That was actually, I don't want to say funny, but that 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 was witty. That was a good comeback. That was a good comeback. All right, th- this is absolute nonsense, folks. This is from the AP yesterday. Federal officials are looking into whether the gunman who killed eight people at a Dallas area mall, a man we now know as Mauricio Garcia, thirty-three, whose family needed interpreters. ...to talk to law enforcement... ...because they didn't speak English... ...they did Spanish interpreters... ...keep that in mind... ...federal officials... ...are looking into whether the gunmen... ...who killed eight people... ...at Dallas Area Mall... ...express an interest... ...in white supremacy... ...ideology Sunday... ...as they work to discern... ...a motive for the attack... ...they want to protect... ...illegal aliens... ...now I don't know... ...if he's an illegal alien... ...but there, ha- there was early reporting... That he was. They want to protect a narrative so bad that they're willing to say that a man whose family doesn't speak English, who killed eight people at a Dallas area mall, may have been a white supremacist. What will they think of next? What will they think of next? Will they start calling us black conservatives, sellouts, coons, Oreos, Uncle Tom's? Oh yeah, they're already doing that. And I'm I'm not talking about fellow black people. I'm talking about white liberals who are the most racist of all. Liberals are the most racist of all, overall. But white liberals, man, they hate when you go off the plantation. The least racist of all? Conservatives across the board. Let me give you my breakdown. According to my experience, white liberals are the most racist. Why? Because they have, I don't know, white guilt. They have mental issues and they think that they are better than everyone. Not just blacks, but their fellow whites as well. They think that they are enlightened and they think that they're better than everybody. And they definitely think that black people and people of color can't get along, can't get ahead, that they are victims unless, of course, they have the white savior, which is the white liberal. And if you deny, fight, go against that, or an example of their lack of power, that in, that truly black people don't need white liberals and white liberal ideals to get ahead, to thrive, to survive they are offended. That is offensive to their ego and they hate black people like me for it thus the ousting from YouTube, Facebook and Twitter of yours truly and they hate that you would contradict their thoughts as a person of color always (laughs) amazing to me that we could say People of color, but it's politically incorrect to say colored people. And as I was joking and talking with uh, Juniorette over the weekend, we we're talking about something, and we we're talking about this. And I said, "Isn't it funny that you can't call black people colored people anymore, but you can call them people of color? When in fact, scientifically, black is the absence of color, and white is all color." And she says, "Do you know, Daddy?" Never thought of that in the scientific sense. So there you have it. Hispanic mass murderer may have done it because of white supremacist ideas. So on the hierarchy, white liberals, I think, are the most racist. Then black liberals because they feed into the liberalism. And then they also are mad when you are a free-thinking black person and don't buy into the victim mentality it hurts their egos because they like to be a victim and they don't like to see that you don't have to be a victim and you can be a victor and also black liberals are really racist against whites white conservatives and even fellow white liberals but they tolerate the white liberals but they don't really like them same thing with the white liberals they don't really like black liberals but they tolerate them because they're both liberals So you know what, as I'm going through this, let's just say that liberals, whether white or black or any color, are the most racist. In my experience, conservatives, they're like, do your own thing, dude. And if you do a good job, I'll hire you. When I had my finance firm, most of my clients were white. Is it because I'm a racist and I don't want to serve black people? No, the, the truth is there weren't a lot of people building strip malls and doing spec home and, and building 10 or 20 or 5, 6, 7 homes at a time in the Inland Empire and in northern San Diego County where my offices were. I had three offices. But there were a whole bunch of whites and Europe, white Europeans... Actually, there weren't even any Jews I worked with. They really were all white Americans. I'm I'm just going through my mind here. And you know why they hired me? Oh, not to give me a shot because I'm black, not because of white guilt, because I was damn good at what I did. That's why I love America. And that's why I can't stand liberalism. Because liberals look at me and think, oh, he got ahead because someone gave him a hand up or someone helped him or whatever. And they, maybe it's my own ego, like a white or black liberal. But if I do a damn good job and I hustle and I am doing a great job for my clients and in my profession, it sucks that I have to have this thing over my head that I'm only getting ahead, I'm only successful, or people are only doing business with me because I'm black. And not because, wow, we're funding on time with the best interest rates, with the easiest terms to get your thing uh, through. The underwriters were funding you immediately at every phase. And guess what? We even have people on staff that know how to read plans, that know architecture, and can help navigate you through the different funding steps of your construction loan. No, it's because I was black. All right. End of my rant. I no longer digress. We are now into the BCP Unfiltered show, folks. So this is what you are paying for. Now, let's get into some hefty, hefty Trump things here. Uh, Julie Kelly said something amazing. She's an investigative reporter uh, who was with Jesse Kelly on uh, on his podcast this weekend. And she broke down how the terrible rulings... In the Proud Boys case, was really all theater to hold President Trump back. You got to listen to this.
0: What do you want to call him? Give me a name. Give me a name. White supremacist. White supremacist. Right Proud boy. Boys. Stand back and stand by.
1: Okay, Julie, explain that Donald Trump might go to prison. How long are these guys going to
2: prison?
5: Well, the, as I said, some of them have already been in jail since their arrest in early 2021. The uh, potential prison sentence for both seditious conspiracy and obstruction of an official proceeding are 20 years apiece. Oh. But Jesse, that that clip of Donald Trump was the first clip that Assistant U.S. Attorney Connor Mulro played in his closing arguments last week. I went to D.C. to cover the closing arguments. That was the first clip that he played not clips of the Proud Boys involved in violence or committing seditious conspiracy, but that clip. And that is going to be the starting point for this DOJ and special counsel, Jack Smith, um, to pursue a similar indictment. As we've already talked about, Jesse, the obstruction count is probably coming, other conspiracy charges, tampering with evidence. Of course, they're also investigating classified documents handling, but this poses the gravest legal threat ...to Donald Trump because of the nature of this offense, seditious conspiracy.
2: Now, the Oath Keepers and the years of prison they're getting and they're being guilty of sedition and conspiracy and all that kind of things. Remember, this is all building a case against President Trump as the ringleader of, supposed said, insurrection and sedition. Of course, these are all charges brought by treasonous traitors, rat bastards. The real seditious actors, whose asses should be under a jail, while they are waiting trial for treason, and then getting their just reward when found guilty. Now, if you're not familiar with Julie Kelly, she has been uh, she's been on this for a while. She wrote the book way back for Christmas. I, I believe I got it for Christmas of 2021, or ordered it around then. January six, how Democrats used the Capitol protest to launch a war on terror against a political right. Back in twenty twenty one, she was already covering as a journalist the how the Democrats were using the, the protest. But look how far it's come in the last several years, to the point where this is a pretext. Yes, a pretext to arrest and detain President Trump. You think Julie Kelly's off? Do you think this is an impossibility? Listen to her discuss this matter. Julie, give it to us right between the eyes.
1: They wouldn't actually put Donald Trump in prison, right? A former president?
2: You don't think they'll go that far, right? I absolutely do. She absolutely does, and I do too. I believe that they will attempt to do it. And of course, that would cause a revolution. That would cause a civil war. We'll get to that in just a moment because we need to touch upon that. But it's not just a matter of them indicting President Trump and then sending him to prison. No, it gets worse. I think Julie Kelly is right. To keep him off the campaign trail and make it an automatic shoe in for Biden, they would incarcerate him before the trial
5: and i'll go even deeper between the eyes jesse when he is indicted for if he's indicted of seditious conspiracy which i think uh the chances of that just increase tremendously today i can see jack smith seeking pretrial detention for donald trump which is exactly what they've done in every defendant who's been charged with seditious conspiracy
2: now folks Let me back up a second. I don't want to assume that we all remember what happened last week with the Proud Boys and how they were found guilty of sedition, even though they're not white supremacists because some of them aren't white and they weren't even in DC. So let me show you how CNN reported this because CNN's reporting of it gives you an idea of how the deep state sees this whole thing. So if you're thinking that president Trump didn't go to the Capitol that that would be a defense. <laughs> that didn't work for Mr. Terrio. Let me just show you this so you can see exactly the case they're building to imprison and incarcerate or put under house arrest, which I think would be the most likely thing they would do to President Trump. While he's on the campaign trail based on these false charges of sedition.
4: For Proud Boys leaders have been found guilty by a jury of seditious conspiracy in a major case that the Justice Department brought after January 6th. Those include uh, Enrique Tarrio, the leader of the Proud Boys, who was not in Washington, D.C. on January 6th. So that makes him very unique among many of the January 6th defendants. But the jury has found that the government proved that these men wanted to overthrow the U.S. government or hinder it somehow by force. Uh, The jury has also found that the other three men uh, are guilty of additional charges, other conspiracy charges. There is one person on trial, though, a man named Dominic Pozzola. He is well known for many photos. He was breaking a window, seen breaking a window at the Capitol uh, and was accused of using a riot shield to break that window. There haven't been verdicts read about Dominic Pozzola at this time. But the four men uh, convicted, the four men found guilty by the jury today, Enrique Tarrio, the leader of the Proud Boys, as well as Zachary Reel, Joseph Biggs, Ethan Nordeen, those are the leaders of this group, and the Justice Department is accusing them of planning, coming together, and then moving on January 6th in a way uh, that essentially, in the prosecutor's words, was trying to start a war in the United States. Wow, that is uh, a really important verdict. You said four people, and that includes uh, the leader of the Proud Boys, Enrique Tarrio, who had stepped down, um, but he wasn't there. So this is quite significant uh, to see this verdict come out.
2: Do you see how all those things set it up and make it possible by precedent that they can get the president, Trump, who was not at the Capitol? but was trying to overthrow the government with his supposed false claims of a sudden election, that they could go after him like they went after the Oath Keepers. Folks, it's not a stretch. This whole thing is a plan, a plot, a trap to get and imprison President Trump.
5: So now they have a precedent for these courts to sign off on pre-trial detention orders, meaning denied bail, you will be held in prison until your trial commences. Um, I've watched these judges and prosecutors more than anyone on this side, Uh, you know, but nothing will surprise me. And in fact, I'm sure they're just chomping at the bit right now, waiting to present this information to the grand jury, seeking seditious conspiracy indictment. And then shockingly seeking to keep Donald Trump in jail, particularly as he's campaigning for president, pretending that he poses a grave, you know, a a security risk to the American people as he's campaigning and facing these very serious charges.
2: President Trump incarcerated pre-trial, or once again, I think most likely would be something like house arrest and unable to campaign. Prior to 2024, as they go after him for being seditious, for trying to overthrow the government and not not participating in a peaceful handover of power from one president to the next, they would incarcerate him for that. Do you think there would be a civil war? Do you think that that would be the camel that breaks people's back and have armed citizens fighting the deep state and have a full-blown civil war? What do you think would come of such an action?
1: Julie, this country is going to come apart if that happens, right? Or am I overstating it?
5: I mean, I don't know, Jesse. I, I mean, aside from you and a few other commentators, and this is a day I really will miss Tucker as well. No one on our side is paying attention to this. No one cares. They think the Proud Boys are domestic terrorists and that they deserve what happened to them. Trust me, they did not. Uh, this is a horrible travesty for these defendants and especially their family members. But this creates a real uh, a slippery slope for the country overall. Will the country fall apart or come apart if Donald Trump is indicted on this? I mean, I don't know. Where are the fighters on our side? We are so outnumbered and so outgunned. It's just hard for me to predict the reaction when that happens.
2: Are we really outgunned and outnumbered? Or is it that? We have just been silent and they haven't broken the camel's back, but that the last straw would be the false imprisonment of the duly elected president of not just 2016, but 2020 and in 2024 and his illegal tyrannical incarceration would unleash a whirlwind, would break the camel's back and... Kelly, Miss Kelly would find out and the world will find out and the deep state would find out how outnumbered and outgunned they may or may not be after all. What are your thoughts? Put it down below. Thank you folks for being here. This has been the full edition available to you, paid subscribers and supporters of this program on Patreon, on Locals, and on Spotify. Appreciate Your support, folks. Uh, Tomorrow, I'm going to talk about what Tucker Carlson is up to. And we're going to go into depth in that. And what's happening to me and what's going on right now has been and is the future of getting real news. We're not going to be getting it from the mainstream media. It's going to just get worse over the next year. We'll cover that tomorrow and other breaking news most likely also cover what was uncovered by Comer and the Oversight Committee in tomorrow's episode. Until then, ciao, goodbye. God bless. Big hug to all of y'all.
1: Gotta give us what we want. Uh, Gotta give us what we need. Hey, Our hey, freedom of speech is freedom of death. We got to fight the power. let be. be. Fight the power.